I am Gautam Kumra, Chairman of McKinsey Asia, and you are listening to the Future of Asia podcast series. The Asian century has begun. The region is now the world's largest economy. As Asia's economies evolve further, the region has the potential to fuel and shape the next normal. In each episode, we are going to feature conversations with leaders from across the region to discuss what Asia's rise means for businesses across the globe. Join us. Today, Keppel Corporation, one of Singapore's leading conglomerates, is in the midst of arguably its biggest and boldest makeover to date under the leadership of CEO Lo Chinhua. Since becoming CEO in 2014, Lo has focused on reimagining the Keppel of the future. Just a few months into the COVID-19 pandemic, Keppel announced their Vision 2030 strategy to refocus its portfolio into an integrated business, providing end-to-end solutions for sustainable urbanisation, with an asset management arm to fund future growth and provide a platform for capital recycling. In this edited summary of Lowe's interview, we learn more about Lowe's journey to the top role at Keppel, the story behind the company's transformation and the challenges of developing a financially successful, sustainable business. When reflecting on his earlier journey in becoming Keppel's CEO, Lowe highlights the global exposure and cross-cultural experiences he acquired during his time at GIC as one of the major milestones. These experiences have served him well in shaping his point of view of how he sees the world. Through working at GIC, I was posted to San Francisco. I was posted to London. And I think that period really kind of opened my eyes to how do I see the world? The world is a much bigger place. And also gave me that opportunity to immerse myself in a cross-cultural environment. And then, of course, after London, I came back and started investing for GIC in the region. So I was also able to go to uh, Vietnam, to a Myanmar, to a Cambodia, to a China at that time, which was still developing. And of course, in India as well. So this ability to be, to have that experience, to be very cross-cultural, I think has uh, certainly served me very well. And when Lo joined as Keppel CEO, these experiences helped him better understand the importance of change in a company's growth. It is very difficult for companies to change when things are going well. But actually, you think about it, that's precisely the best time to change. A lot of companies, you know, we tend to end up riding that, the growth engine for, the, we call it the first growth engine way too long before we develop our engine twos and threes. This is a constant uh, challenge and, and a good reminder for all of us. However, not everyone welcomed this idea of change with the same open arms as Lowe did. When I took on the role as the group CEO in 2014, I remember having off-site meeting for all my key leaders, about 100 people. And at that time, I was kind of putting forth the idea that maybe we should relook at our mission statement at that point in time. But I could sense that people were not comfortable. So we were not quite there yet. The organization was not ready to make that move. How then did you eventually launch Keppel's transformation? Over the last nine years, we had to go through some very painful adjustments as the industry, particularly on the offshore marine side, went through structural challenges that created the impetus for change and for transformation. Finally, in early 2019 at our global town hall, 
that we were going to put together a Vision 2030 to guide Capo going forward as we reimagine what Capo would be like in 10 years' time. Through a process of divergence and then convergence, uh, we came up with Vision 2030. This was done all pre-pandemic. So in a way, it's quite heartening to see that post-pandemic is kind of stress-tested by the pandemic. There are a lot of the assumptions and a lot of the trends that Vision 2030 is based on is still, as I said, very relevant today. This would be trends like rapid urbanization, the energy transition, sustainability, climate change, super liquidity, aging population. So these are all trends that are still relevant today. Environmental sustainability is firmly at the core of the company's strategy and now an integral part of its new mission statement and of senior management's performance appraisal process. Lowe is striving to make this transformation the organising principle for running the business. How has the market reacted to Keppel's transition to deliver sustainable solutions? I think Mr. Market is looking at this and say, hey, look, this is a great idea. This is what we are looking to invest in companies. They are not just green, but can actually lead or promote a greener world. So through the solutions that we provide to our customers. So the market likes it. But Mr. Market is also looking for proof. So they are constantly looking at to see how do we transform? What's the speed of transformation? And of course, in the process of transforming, there will always be question about the what I call the bread and butter issues. Are you still going to make the returns? Is your ROE going to remain quite high? And of course, will you be able to reward shareholders accordingly? So whilst I think the market is very positively disposed to this transformation, I don't think that it is just a matter of providing a narrative. You actually have to show that you can actually execute well. Whilst they support our move to, say, renewables, they are also wary that with so much capital moving into this uh, sector, that returns. Typically, when you see a weight of capital chasing certain initiatives, it causes the required rate of return to drop. If you look at our culture, our DNA, we're quite practical people. You cannot kind of look at every renewable project. So you have to look very carefully at where, which is the market, which are the markets. So it's also looking at what is the feed-in tariffs. So for instance, if you are in market where the feed-in tariffs are commercially quite high, then you do not require any subsidies from the government for it to be commercial. And of course, you also look at risk. Grounded, Low drives home that it's just as important for Keppel's business model to be financially successful and sustainable. There are many projects undertaken today where one will have to question that it looks good on paper, but question is, will it actually make money in the long term? So we, we are quite focused on not just because I think for Keppel, in order for us to undertake this as a business, it must be sustainable. And it is sustainable not just from the standpoint of climate change, but sustainable from a business point of view. It has to make the required rate of return. You've accomplished so much in your time as Keppel's CEO. Looking forward as you work toward fulfilling your vision for the Keppel of the future, what have been some of your learnings as a leader? One needs to be a good student, I think, because there's a lot of things that one can learn. And it's always very easy to learn from someone who is well-known, famous, successful. But I subscribe to the school that actually there are things you can learn from everyone, depending on the situation. Could be even someone younger than yourself. So the playbook that you might have may not be the same each time. You cannot use the same playbook 
for the, every situation. So I think that ability to adapt becomes very important. I think the world is becoming more complex and corporates like Apple who are engaged globally, there will be a lot of challenges. And these challenges are evolving quite quickly and it morphs almost overnight. So one has to be very nimble. I think the key is really having the right purpose. And if you feel you have the right purpose, I think as a leader, you will feel very energized. And of course, leaders are responsible not just for themselves, but for an organization working with a large group of uh, stakeholders. So I think that purpose has to be the one that's going to kind of uh, lead you through the good days and the not so good days. You have been listening to the Future of Asia podcast by McKinsey and Company. To learn more about McKinsey, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at mckinsey.com slash futureofasia or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.